Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. I want you to take your Bibles this morning, and I want to share this word with you that uh, I believe is going to be an encouraging word, but it's also going to be a challenging word uh, that I've entitled Believe and Sing. Believe and sing. Uh, in Second Chronicles chapter 20, uh, it's the story of Jehoshaphat and uh, the arm. It's a very familiar uh, story, but I want to share something that Holy Spirit uh, brought to me uh, concerning this. And as you're getting into that place, Second Chronicles chapter 20, you know, sometimes man's intellect man's uh, thoughts uh, become our worst enemy when it comes to the things of God. The Bible says that the things of God cannot be received by the natural man. Uh, God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And, and so the worst enemy, uh, even in my life sometimes, is when my natural Self begins to think and try to figure things out and try to understand what's going on. And, but when I realize that God doesn't operate according to my mode of operation, God doesn't work according to the way that I uh, would normally work. God is outside of my thoughts. He's outside of my way of doing things. And we see in our world many times, uh, just this past week, we saw and we hear it constantly of people that are not afraid to uh, uh, condemn Christianity and to condemn God and, and to try to take the credit uh, for something. But they don't realize that God is working and God is moving uh, in the background many times. And so... Uh, so many times, my thought patterns, my, my intellect, my way of doing things gets in the way of me receiving what God wants to do. God works in, in such mysterious ways sometimes that, that we overlook it with our human thinking. And so we're going to see a story of that this morning. And, and I want to I tell you today, guys, that, that the way that God wants to fight your battle is not necessarily the way that you've got it figured out. Sometimes it is the smallest things that we will do as Christians that will bring about the biggest effects in our lives. Sometimes it is those things that, that I think, man, this is so small. This is so insignificant. This is, this is nothing compared to the problem or the mountain that I'm facing. But it's those little things that we do in obedience to God that bring about the greatest glory of God in our lives. Sometimes it's that smallest act that we do that will turn uh, the enemy around in a moment. Sometimes it's that smallest word that we say or that smallest time of prayer or that smallest scripture that we quote that makes the biggest difference in our battle. So I want you to understand today Listen, because I believe that Holy Spirit is speaking now, and he's, he's speaking to men and women of God. Don't be afraid 
to lift your voice and sing. Don't be afraid to lift your voice and pray because it could be at that moment that God says the prayer and the word that's coming out of your lips right now is what I'm going to use to break the yoke of bondage and to destroy what the enemy has meant for your destruction. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, uh, and I'm, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase through a lot of this because I, I'm, I'm trying to be short, but the Bible says that it happened uh, after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. And some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea. From Syria, and they are in Azantamar, which is in Gedi. And now, now catch this. A, a messenger comes to Jehoshaphat and says, Hey, all these enemies are coming. They're on their way. They're coming to you. They're, they've got blood in their eyes. They have you in the crosshairs of their bow and arrows, and they're coming to destroy you. They're on their way. Uh, how many times have we heard, it's coming, it's coming, it, the virus is coming, sickness is coming, hard times are coming, struggles are coming, valleys are coming, battles are coming. We're not ready for this. We're not prepared for this. And it can go on and on and on. And listen to what happened because the same thing that happened to, to uh, many of us. The Bible says in verse 3 that Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Notice this. And here's a key, guys, that I, that I believe God wants us to get today. Listen, turn your fear into prayer. Listen, we're, we're human, and, and, and so many times when we first hear something, then fear is going to rise up. Uh, I don't know about you, but even, even with me, uh, there are times throughout the day that I will hear something, and it will shoot a, 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 a spirit of fear uh, will come, and, and fear will rise up in me. And, and I'll be laying in bed at night, and I'll be thinking or something like that, and all of a sudden I'll think of something, and, and fear will, will, will come. But that doesn't mean that I have to uh, build a bed for fear in my life. It simply means that I need to understand to let my fear turn me to prayer. Because prayer will give me the answer to deal with my fear. The Bible says that Judah uh, gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. I've said this before. I believe this is a time that the church will shine its brightest. The church, will shine, the church always shines its brightest in the darkest of times. Down through history... People have tried to kill the church. They tried to snuff the fire out. They tried to kill people. They tried to stop the word of God from going forth. But all it ever does is cause it to get greater. Remember in the book of Exodus that Pharaoh uh, tried to increase the workload and, and the uh, taskmasters tried to put their hand on the children of Israel. But the Bible says that the more they afflicted them, the greater they got. The more they tried to stop them, the bigger they got. You, listen, you can't stop the kingdom of God. You can't stop when God gets ready to move. He's going to move regardless of what's going on. So we need to understand that. 
men and women of God, that the kingdom that we are a part of cannot be stopped. The Bible says that uh, in verse 5, that Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And I want you to, I want you to get what he says. You guys can, uh, can just, uh, uh, just hear what he says. In, in verse 6, he said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to stand or to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple. You need to personalize that. You need to let that get inside of you. Notice what he said that uh, they have built you a sanctuary. We have built him a sanctuary. We are now the temple of the living God. He dwells in us. He is living inside of us. They have built you a sanctuary, uh, and your name dwells in it. And if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and we will cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. So in those few words and in that short prayer, Jehoshaphat stood before the nation of Judah and, and uh, cried out to God. And listen, I want you to notice what he said. He said, are you not our God? Yes, he is. Are you not the one who drove out the inhabitants of this land before us? In other words, are you not our God? And are you not the same God that has dealt with our enemies in the past? Are you not the same one that delivered us out of bondage? Are you not the same God that dealt with all of our enemies in the past? And listen, are we not your people? And we built you a sanctuary. And you dwell in it. And your presence is here. So we know that when affliction comes, when the sword would come, when pestilence comes our way, we know who our God is. Jehoshaphat stood before the people and he prayed this prayer. And then in verse 10 he said, And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Listen to him. And he said, Here they are. Here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us. Listen, the whole concept of what the enemy wants to do is dispossess the children of God. 
to dispossess you from your promise, to get you away from your destiny with God. That's his whole idea. It's exactly what was happening with Jehoshaphat and the children of Judah. And, and uh, Jehoshaphat said, here they are rewarding us, and they've come to throw us out of your possession. But verse 12, he said, Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Listen, I want you to notice this, that Jehoshaphat and the children of Judah, they heard that, that the armies and the enemy was coming against them. They're on their way. They're, they're coming and they're going to attack and destroy uh, you. And it drove them to prayer. Fear caused them to begin to pray. But listen, here's some strategy, guys. Fear caused them to pray. And prayer turned into a worship for who God was. Prayer uh, turned into a worship of what God had done in the past. And they began to declare this and worship before God. And, and uh, the Bible says that, that they began to, to give God the details of what they were going through and what they were dealing with. And listen, as they began to pray, and as Jehoshaphat began to lead them in prayer, and they began to connect with God, instead of fearing about what could come, they began to pray about what was coming. Instead of worrying about and stressing about what they were hearing from the messengers, they began to pray, and, and prayer produced a faith in them. Listen, prayer uh, will always bring about the heart of God, and, and prayer will always stir the heart of God in us. And notice what happened in verse 14. And I'm not going to try, I'm trying not to preach on this, but I'm, I just want to, man, this is good stuff. In verse 14, the Bible says, now this is after they had begun to pray. This is after they had prayed and they had turned this over to God. The Bible says this, then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah. And uh, the Bible says in verse 15 that he said, listen, all of you Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but it is God's. And listen, man, this is so awesome. Listen, when you begin to pray, when you begin to uh, seek God, when you cast down a spirit of fear and you begin to come into the presence of God and begin to pray, listen, what happened there is Holy Spirit came on. Holy Spirit showed up. And, and listen, God began to speak through one of the men that was there and he said, listen, I want you to listen up, people of Judah. I want you to listen up, King Jehoshaphat. Here is the strategy whereby God is going to deal with your enemies. Listen, when we begin to seek God and we refuse to allow fear to come in and control us, that allows Holy Spirit to rise up in us. The Bible says that Holy Spirit was given to you, the body of Christ, to lead you and to bring revelation to you and to give you wisdom and understanding. Ephesians says we have been given the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him and 
and we know all things. Listen, when we begin to pray, God will begin to move and Holy Spirit will begin to rise up in us. And those things that have been hidden from us, those things that we uh, at, at, uh, in the beginning could not understand, those things that our eyes could not see, that our ears could not hear, that we did not have an answer for, that we did not have the ability to deal with, all of a sudden because I refused to allow fear to come in and control me and I began to pray and seek God and now Holy Spirit is bubbling up within me and all of a sudden revelation is beginning to flow and God is beginning to speak. That that was a mystery is now a revelation to me. Now I am understanding. Now I am seeing. Now I am hearing. And now I know how I'm going to fight this battle. Now I know I'm not in the dark. Now I know who's on my side and who's going to take care of me. Listen, we need the power of Holy Spirit Church. Listen, this is not a time to get depressed and oppressed. It is a time to believe the Word of God and rise up and begin to worship Him and stir that gift inside of you so that Holy Spirit can begin to give you wisdom and revelation. The thing that's different with this is that so many times we sit on Sunday morning and we hear a preacher preach uh, about I'm going to give you revelation. But what the difference is now is that people that are sitting in your living room, you're sitting on your couch and you're watching this on an iPad or the computer or on TV and you're listening to this. Listen, God is going to give you revelation. God is going to personalize it to his people because it is time that the body of Christ, listen, the body of Christ is no longer in the church the body of Christ has been commissioned to go outside of the four walls of the church and you need that revelation. I believe God's going to do that because I believe the further we go into this, listen, uh, last week I found myself in the place that, that, that it seemed like the further this goes and the longer it goes, the more hopeless I was feeling. And I was, I was struggling because as a pastor, I'm not able to touch my people and I'm not able to get uh, with them and encourage them and love on them and, and, and all of that. And I missed my church family. I missed my uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and so I found myself just feeling hopeless and helpless. And I begin to pray. Listen, it's, it's just that simple. You deal with hopelessness and you deal with fear and discouragement with prayer. And as I begin to pray, God began to, to minister to my spirit. God began to deal with my spirit and I realized that what God is wanting to do is he's using this time of, of quarantine and self-isolation. He is using that time to infuse in individuals his grace and his mercy and his revelation and wisdom. And listen, there will be a time that we will gather back in the sanctuary or in this building as a body of 
of believers in corporate worship. But I believe that when we do gather back in this place, there are going to be people that left out that could care less about God that are going to walk back in on fire with the glory of God. There are going to be people that left out of this building four or five weeks ago that, that were kind of yeah, nominal Christian, yeah, yeah, I read my Bible every once in a while, I pray every once in a while, but something has happened in the meantime. And they're going to begin to walk back into this building and they're going to say, man, I've got a word stirring in my spirit. I've got a fire burning in my bones. I am excited about what God's doing. I've got to get on with my message. So what happened was, the Bible says in verse 14 that uh, Jehaziel, uh, as a result of Holy Spirit moving on him, the Spirit of the Lord moving on him, he began to give strategy on how to deal with the enemy. And he began to tell uh, Jehoshaphat uh, that, that, listen, don't, don't fear. Fear had caused Jehoshaphat to pray. Prayer had caused the Spirit of the Lord to move. Catch that. Let fear cause you to pray. Because when fear causes you to pray, it will cause Holy Spirit to begin to rise up and begin to move. And so God gave a divine strategy. And, and Jehaziel said, listen up. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. This battle is not yours. It belongs to God. He is putting things in perspective. He is bringing things that have been scattered all over the place and he is bringing them back into perspective. Realize this. This is bigger than you are. It is more powerful than you are. And people might say, look what we've done. God didn't do this. We did this. But sir, I've got a new thing coming to you. You are powerless to deal with this situation. You are powerless to do anything outside of what your hands can touch. But I want to know, listen, he said, don't be dismayed. The battle is not yours, but it's God's. And listen to this. You don't need to fight in this battle. And then, he's, then he gave him three things to do. In verse 17, he said, you will not need to fight in this battle, but position yourselves. Listen, there's a position that God wants every man and woman of God to be in. And I believe it's a position of prayer. Position yourselves. And number two, stand still. Just stand. And number three, he said, after you stand, I want you to see something. I want you to see. Quit asking the mountain to move and begin to speak to the mountain that it moves. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. I read that, and that, that passage of Scripture and that story has been on my heart for several weeks. And, but just yesterday when I sat down and was looking at this, the Holy Spirit brought this to me, and I want to give it to you because I really believe that it is a word from God. Listen, in the darkest of the storm, many times it's when God speaks the loudest. 
You remember the story in the book of Acts chapter 27. Paul, the apostle, was a prisoner on a ship bound for Rome. And they were caught up in the middle of a storm. And they had been in this storm for days and days. And, and they had given up hope that they would be saved. But the Bible says that Paul came up and he, and he stood before the people and he said, Guys, listen to me. He said, There stood before me this night an angel of God whose I am and whom I serve. And he said to me, Fear not, Paul. He wouldn't have said that if Paul hadn't have been fearing. All right? But he said, Fear not, Paul. He said, because you're headed to Rome, you're going to see Caesar, and this storm can't stop you. And he said, God has, he said, don't worry. He said, because God has given all of them that sail with you, and none's going to lose their life. What, what happened? Paul got a word from God. He got a revelation from God. It was just a short word. But it was a word that turned that whole situation around. I remember years ago, uh, back in the early 2000s, we had, a, we had a, a daughter that was in intensive care in a USA Medical Center. And she was in a coma. And uh, the doctors wasn't giving her much hope. She had had a bad accident. And, and there, was, there was very little hope. It was one of the darkest times that I've ever experienced my family in our lives. And I was, I was struggling and battling because I didn't know. Listen, sometimes you get in a battle, you don't even know how to pray. You can't even get the words to come out to pray. And, and I was struggling. And my spiritual father, Pastor Frankie Powell from uh, Ariana, Alabama, called me right out of the blue and he said, he said, Brother Cornelius, I've heard what's happened. He said, I'm coming down. I want to meet with you because I got something that I want to tell you. And so I said, sure, well, come on down. And so uh, we, were, we were in the uh, hospital there in Mobile. And, and so I, I told him, I said, I'll just meet you uh, over at, at Cracker Barrel uh, for breakfast that morning. And so we went there. And, and I never will forget, I was sitting there and I had a plate of grits and, and uh, sausage and uh, eggs on my plate and that's one of my favorite meals but I sat there and I stared at it because I couldn't eat my stomach was hurting and and I couldn't eat because I I did listen I knew that God wanted to do something but I didn't know what I didn't understand the situation that I was in the pastor came in and we sat there and talked uh small talk for a few minutes and he said, look, he said, this is the reason that I drove down here this morning. He said, God spoke to me and said, bring you this word. And he said, I wanted to give it to you over the phone. And he said, but Holy Spirit said, no, I want you to drive down and give it to him. And we sat there and he looked at me and he said, the Lord told me to tell you that your child's purpose is greater than her injury. And man, when he said that, that word went into me like a lightning bolt. Her purpose is greater than her injury. 
It was a small thing. Listen, and it took him about three seconds to get it out, but it ignited a fire within me. And I took that word, and, and Judy and I began to declare that word and hold on to that word, and God began to move. Why am I sharing that with you today? I'm sharing it with you this morning because this is a word that Jehoshaphat gave the people. Listen, so many times we look at this story and we say, wow, how awesome it is that they didn't have to lift a sword, they didn't have to string a bow, they didn't have to raise uh, an arrow or anything. All they had to do was go out and sing. But we miss something that took place before that. The Bible says in verse 20, that they arose early in the morning, verse 20 of chapter 20. Verse 20 of chapter 20. You're going to get that in a minute. That's the reason it's a word. All right? So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. That word Tekoa means trumpet. All right, and as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen, he's already prayed. He's already rebuked the spirit of fear. Holy Spirit's all already given them a strategy. But Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. I read that just yesterday. And Holy Spirit zipped into my spirit and says this is how we battle in 2020. Second Chronicles 20 and verse 20 is how we battle in 2020. Notice what he said, believe in the Lord. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. That word established simply means established. The Greek meaning of the word established is established. It is firmly planted. It is standing on something that is solid. It is standing on something that is unmovable, unbreakable, and unshakable. Jehoshaphat said, just believe in the Lord and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. I believe, I believe today that God is establishing his people. I believe that God is using this to establish even pastors, men and women of God that stand and minister to others. God is establishing you. He is planting you firmly on a solid foundation. Also believe that God is using the prophetic word to begin to declare things. There's some prophets. Listen, you might not believe in prophets. That's up to you. I do. I believe they're still uh, prevalent in our, uh, in our uh, Christian walk today. 
I, uh, I believe that God is raising up men and women of God to begin to prophesy because they're seeing something that others are not seeing. They're seeing God is doing something that nobody else is seeing, and, and they're beginning to prophesy. Listen, Jehoshaphat, I believe the reason he said that was he was going back uh, to Jehaziel when Jehaziel prophesied and says, here is the strategy that God wants you to fight this battle with. And Jehoshaphat said, listen, believe in God and you will be established. Believe in the word of the prophet and you will prosper. Now, to make a long story short, the outcome of that was they went down. They did as the prophet had told them to. They went down into uh, this wilderness. The Bible says that they put out the worshipers and the singers before the army. The only thing about it is that's all it took. They just began to believe and sing. And when they began to believe and sing, the Bible says that the Lord had ambushments there that came out. And, and the, listen, the, the, uh, something happened to the army. They don't know what happened. All they know is they got there on the battlefield and all the enemy was laying out dead. And the Bible says they worked for days trying to gather up all the spoil. I believe there's going to be some spoil that's going to come out of this. That's going to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Believe and sing. Believe and sing. Listen, no matter where you are right now, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, just believe in the Lord your God and begin to sing. There's something about the voice of praise, the voice of worship that brings about the blessing and the move of God. And you might say, well, Pastor, that sure is crazy. It's crazy because we look at it through our natural selves. But listen, when we will be obedient to God and just begin to worship, just begin to sing, I believe that God is setting ambushments for our enemy. Our enemy is going to fall, and the kingdom of God is going to rise. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's pray, and we're going to close. Father, I thank you today for your word. Father, I thank you this morning that you said in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, Father, you said without faith that it is impossible to please you. For you said, Father, that those that come to you must believe that you are and that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. And Father, we come this morning and we believe that you are God. We believe that you are and, Father, we believe today that you will reward those who diligently seek you. So, Father, today we're turning our fear into prayer. And as we begin to pray, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to begin to bring revelation and understanding of how to fight our battles. And, Father, we're going to thank you today that we're going to follow your lead. And, God, we're just going to rejoice. We're going to believe your word. And we're going to pray and we're going to worship and sing our way through this. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen. Love you guys. Can't wait till we can get together again, believing that it's going to be very soon that we'll be able to come together as a body, a corporate body of believers. 
in one house, under one roof. God bless you. We love you. Have a great day.